Well, certainly it's alignment of expectations, right? Because most frustration is the result of unmet, unspoken expectations. But one of the first things we really have to do is understand who is your team and what tools are you using and are the expectations clear and aligned? Welcome back to the show, and today I am so pleased to have the man, the myth, the legend, Bill. Will you please tell us who you are and what you do? Yeah, first of all, Todd, thank you for letting us uh, be on uh, with you today. We're real excited about what you're doing in the marketplace and how you're creating this platform. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, you know, my name is Bill Simmons. Uh, I uh, uh, own and founded Thrive Business Operations. We deliver fractional COO services. The way I try to describe it is that we serve business owners who are frustrated that their operations can't keep up with their vision, right? Which is most and, people, uh, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And I never promise that we're going to close that gap 100%. Right. Because if you're a visionary leader, you're always ahead of the pack. But we do want to shorten that gap, right? right? And reduce that frustration and get operations able to accomplish your vision and, and your desire for growth. I hear you, man. So so your target audience, is there a niche that you hit? Is there a business size that you like to deal with? Like who is the, who is yeah. the perfect client for you? Yeah, so we, we love working with privately owned businesses. You know, I really am at probably five to $30 million range of annual revenue. We've certainly yeah. served clients above that revenue range and below it. We find ways that we can, you know, our, our, our mission statement is serve people, solve problems. So we, we're going to try to find ways to serve outside of that, that, that core. Uh, but really, we're, we're industry agnostic. We say you be the expert in your industry. You're calling us because you want us to be experts in operations, right? And right. so we're able to work across industries. But certainly, uh, it, that's that's kind of the, the starting point for who we want to have conversations with and who we think we can serve. Love best. it, I love it. All right. So that being said, I I happen to hit the same target audience, and I and this podcast is directed to that target audience. So if you're listening, chances are you're one of these people who are owning and operating a business in that five to thirty million dollar range, and you all know the key pain points you're dealing with, and operations is definitely one of them. Bill, tell us about the difference. You know, every business needs a visionary and it's not wrong to have visionaries, but where do they sometimes fall flat on their face when it comes to operational? Yeah, well, certainly uh, there's a, a challenge and a growing and scaling company that if, if we're working with the founder and, and a lot of times yeah, that is who we're right. working with, right? In that five to $30 million range or either you've either founded the company or you're a second generation right. of a legacy company, right? And you, totally. you've, you've had to wear all kinds of different hats to get to where you are. And uh, right. now it's time to you know, really find a trusted partner to, to, to really come along that's, that is going to understand your vision, understand the culture you're trying to create, and, and grow with you. you know, there's too many people out there saying, well, you know, if you do it my way, here's the results you're going to get. Our, our, our thing is, 100%. like, you, you kind of, you've got to where you are today by trusting your gut, right? You need somebody that's going to come along and try to replicate your vision and your culture. So we really feel that, you know, that, that really starting point conversation is, one, I've either been doing it all and I'm wearing too many hats and I'm, I'm tired of doing that, or... They've tried right. hiring um, an operations person and honestly 
had a failed experiment, right? Right. And that could, we could do a whole show just on that. Uh, so- I think we could too. <laughs> I've seen the, I've seen enough of those failures. And, and to be quite honest, you know, I've failed as a founder sometimes. Like, what do I hand off to my operations guy? What do I let them take care of? What should I expect them to do for me that, that I feel like I'm really good at, but probably aren't very good at? Yep. And I think that's the that's the gap, right? That's the chasm. How do you help a founder realize that they're good at some things, but operations may not be the thing for you? <laughs> yeah. Well, well. First of all, I, th- I think it's 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 not just bringing competency in a partnership with you, right? It's bringing the, the right. process, you know, business operating systems. You know, we've all read you know various books. I have five right here. I could just put on the screen. Totally. And say, you know that. Honestly, all five of these books say similar things, but, you know, we, right. I don't think we use enough, I, you know, EOS and traction made the term business operating system somewhat popular, but I honestly don't, did. I don't think we use that term enough. You know, we have our version and I could give you again, five books that have different versions of right. business operating system, but it's really that somebody is not just coming in operationally to take on tasks and say, okay, we got that done, but it's really strategic direction, running the business 90 days at a time. We call those quarterly sprints, right? Sure. Business is a marathon of sprints and let us, you know, really come in, partner with you to understand what your quarterly priorities and objectives should be and helping you run the business that way. That really meets the need of a, 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 a business owner to take that to the next level. 100% 100% agree with you. And uh, for those listening, it it is so hard for any one person to take, you know, it's hard to launch a business and it's hard to get to 5 million or even, even 2 million is hard to get to. But once you're there, you should be making some money. You should be profitable. And you start thinking, what are my next steps? What are the next hurdles I've got to hit to kind of get me to that 10 million, 20 million, 50 million range. And, and Bill, you and I are totally aligned on this. It's systems. It's, it's an operational system. It's, it's a playbook. It's a, it's a, how do we do this so that I can teach someone else to do it next? Right. Right. What are the, some of the first things that you like in your engagements with companies? What are some of the first things you see that you're like, okay, I, I got to check this, 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 and this. Well, certainly it's alignment of expectations, right? Because most frustration is the result of unmet, unspoken expectations. Right. And so one, I know, I know it doesn't sound super sexy, but one of the oh, first yeah. things we really have to do is understand who is your team and what tools are you using and are, and are the expectations clear and aligned, right? Right. And, right. and so really... Then once once we're clear on expectation, it's communication and accountability. And I meet with business owners all the time that say, you know what, I don't want to micromanage accountability. Now, honestly, I don't believe in micromanagement either, but we do need to put systems and processes in that clarify expectations, make sure communication is clear, and that accountability is, is found on the other side of that. So there's a lot in the very early stages. We call it the deep dive. And, uh, and during the deep dive stage of an engagement, with the quick wins we believe come totally. from from getting alignment uh, in that fashion. Yes, I, I would have to agree. Quick wins are what guys like you and I are always looking for, 
and you can almost always find them in alignment. <laughs> so mm -hmm. th there's so many people thinking they know the direction of the company that every part of the company, even when you've got 10 people, 20 people, sometimes it's going wah, all over the place, right? Right. So yeah, and, so, and, 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 yeah go ahead. No, I was just going to say that that, that that that's an important gap to fill, right? Because yes. if there is a gap uh, from what you expect as a business owner and what your team is trying to execute on, you're, you're always going to be frustrated. You're, you're, you're never going to, you, you can't understand why don't people see it the way that I see it. Right. 100%. And so we, we, our goal is to make sure that we're, we're filling that gap. Right. Right. Now I can remember, you know, the first business that I scaled past $5 million in revenue, it was so exciting because we were making good money. It felt good. But I was running ragged. I, I was I was wearing so many hats. It was very hard for me to delegate. I didn't feel like anyone could do what I was doing as good as I was doing it. And mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of people listening are feeling that way as well. What what do you do? What what do you do to help them feel like here is the way? Here is what you need to let go of. Here's how you let go of it. What are some of those tools and tricks that you do to do that? Well, we, we use something we call the uh, the Thrive Matrix that really is our version of understanding energy and effort. Right? Okay. And I, like that. I, 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 don't, I think it's, a, it's as simple as what is life giving versus what is life draining and what is making impact and what's not making impact, right? So the energy is if it's life giving, if it's life draining, if it, is it giving me energy, is it draining me? Like this here, I love this. This gives me energy. Right, um, right, right. So I always say, if you tell me I have five minutes to speak or I have five hours, you have to let me know because I can fill both spots. <laughs> <laughs> and because it actually gives me energy to have these types of conversations. Right. And engagement. You tell me to put a spreadsheet together. I'm saying just like, you know, put my eye out right now. That is a, <laughs> not, that is a life drain. It's not that I don't have the, capability right, to do right, it. Right, 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 right. It's just not the best use of my time. So what we really want to do is is make sure where do you want to you know, where do you want to be working on the business instead of in it? I know that's a phrase we hear a lot, but right. truly where it, it's not that you're wanting to, to try to avoid being engaged in the business. Because what right. I find is if you if you've if you've founded a business, you want to be engaged. Like you right. want to be right. in you want to be in the game. Nobody wants to be on the sideline. Right. And you, don't, and you don't want to be in the cheap seats. That's why you started the business, 100%. right? So you could be in, in the game. And so how do we help you find that? And then clarify that. And let's get away from you doing things out of necessity. When you started the business, you did everything out of necessity. Right. You know, in my company, you know, every client we had for so many years, Bill Simmons sold. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I was, I was the business, right? And as we've grown now... Uh, I had to check my ego in at the door and realize, you know what, there may be some other 100%. people who can actually sell this service better than me. And how about this one, Todd? When I start, when I productize how we deliver the service, you know, Bill Simmons used to be the best fractional COO on my team. <laughs> now I am no longer, you, know, you know, like I am no longer the best right. COO on my team. Doesn't that feel good? Honestly, I might not even be the top four, <laughs> you know? And, and so where do I need to be po focusing my attention right. and what is the, and, and, and am I willing to change as the business changes? I love it. I love it. And if you're not willing to change, you're never going to grow. 
And, you know, we, we all see companies in that five to 10 million range. And we look at them sometimes we think, wouldn't that be awesome to be where they're at? I, I look at it sometimes and I, and I talk to those founders and so often they are trapped and they don't know how to get out because they're literally 60 to 80 hours a week and they can't, they can't operationalize what they do every day. And so, mm. so, you know, it's funny when you look at the guys in that 30 to 50 or even hundred million dollar range, they've learned that when you plug people in that are more high value than you are in a specific niche, part of your business, they kick butt and start taking names. And you're like, whoa, all, all of a sudden we're growing in areas that didn't think we could. And it was because they were the bottleneck. Yeah, well, that's a great point, yeah. Todd. So here, two things I, I say about that is one, if you have a vision that is bigger than yourself, right? right? So you, you, you're, you're, you're not just trying to give yourself a job. You're really trying to, trying to grow a business and scale it to grow. If you have a vision that's bigger than yourself, then it requires more than yourself. Interesting. So you have to yeah. give, you have to be willing to say, I can't be all these roles. Right. I have to be, I have to bring other people into this vision. Right. I have to bring other people into where this journey of where we're trying to go to together and be willing uh, to share. Not And share vision is not just I verbally spoke. Right. It's literally link arms together and share with me this vision and experience. Agreed. Big difference. Agreed. I am so glad you're here. And I just wanted to take a few seconds to tell you about a program that we have assembled with a lot of our podcast guests and a lot of people who are listening to the show who are feeling the same way that they do. There's a recurring theme. You'll hear a lot of these founders talk about, I couldn't have done it without my team. I couldn't have done it without a, a support group of peers. I couldn't have done it without having someone to talk to that understood my feeling of isolation as an operator of my business. You see, you're not alone. It is hard running a business and it's even harder when you know you can't express all your deepest concerns and frustrations with your executive team. It makes them nervous. It gets them scared. You don't want scared people on your executive team. So where do you turn? The Captain's Council is where you turn. The Captain's Council it is an organization that we are put together with podcast guests as well as people who are listening who are in the same boat. You see, peers are the only ones that can give you the type of empathy, the type of advice that only a founder or operator know and understand. Go check it out at captainscouncil.com. I know you're gonna love what you see there. We have put together an organizational structure that has small group settings, a global community of founders and operators, as well as monthly and quarterly in-person events. You're going to love what you see there. I can't wait for you to check it out and enjoy the rest of this episode. And how do they do that? Though? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I see this and I hear, I hear what you're saying. Um, you know, I'm in engagement right now with a client who is in this boat. They're, they're about a $50 million company. They have multiple properties, multiple venues, and they are having the hardest time aligning the resources to feed all three locations as opposed to, you know, there's a lot of operational problems that they're that they're running into, a lot of friction in places. How do you help a business like that become more 
congruent in the way that the flow of the business operates in no matter what location, how do you get them to be the same? How do you get them to, to gel the same way? Well, well, certainly, you know, you talked earlier about, you know, process. Like, you, you, so we, we've talked a lot about people so far, right? right. People being aligned, people being expectations and communication accountability. Um, you know, I, I always say, you know, it's, it's not people or processes, it's and both. And, right. and, and so now you're doing the hard work of, of process creation, right? And not just like with people, where right. we need to clarify expectations, communicate, and hold accountable. I, dare I say, use the same three for processes. Are our processes, are we able to truly clarify the expectation of what the outcome is supposed to be? I know in, you know, we're all familiar with OKRs, right? Objectives right. and key results. And if you're not familiar with that in the audience, then just Google OKRs and you're going to get more uh, information. But it stands right. for objectives and key results. I, I really wish that they didn't use the word objectives. Uh, I really wish they used the word outcomes. It's outcomes and key results, right? I like that. Yeah. So in the processes, do we clarify what outcomes we're wanting and and, 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 and making sure we, we know what that expectation are? Have we communicated with our team how to deliver this process? And in the world of AI, it's like we're always looking, we're, we're looking for the solution that, that put, checks the minds in at the door. We don't check them. Agreed. We, uh, uh, a, your processes are only as scalable as they are trainable. Right. Right. So we, we want to make sure that we're, we're not only clear on the expectations and outcomes, we're, we're able to communicate and train this process. And then, um, you know, accountability is measuring. Are we measuring whether or not these processes are truly delivering those outcomes right. that that turns into the accountability. Right. And so part of that in your example is if, if we're, you know, I know just not to be dangerous, but with, with your example, but if we're not booking those venues in the same, you know, format and process, if right. we're, we're, we're not d delivering how we manage each one of those in the same methods, then right. it's hard to scale as a company. We have to be clear that we can take those processes and deliver them in any location with any hundred percent. They have to be consistent across all, all locations. Otherwise you're just replicating work again and again and again, and your cost to get sold just keeps your overhead just stays higher than it needs to be when you could systematize and centralize even a lot of the operations for all three locations, which is what we're doing right now, which is, which is a fun project. But, yeah. you know, for those listening, you know, and, and I would love to dive into your business itself, Bill, because here you are, the guy that talks about it all the time, that does it all the time. Tell us about your growth. How have you been able to, I guess, utilize your own systems and practices into growth and scaling your own operation? Yeah, that's great. So, so one of the things I love when I have an opportunity to speak with a business owner about how we can serve them, and I know that they're having conversations with other people, and right. they, they they can be again whether it's another firm like ours or it's a single shingle that does operations and they're totally. having a conversation with them. I always say, don't bring somebody on your team to help manage people and processes that doesn't have a process on how they deliver that for you. <laughs> I love and, it. And so, so, so it. the proof is in the pudding, right? So we have to, we have to, um, we have to swallow our own medicine. So one thing is we practice 
the what we call the Thrive Op Cycle is our business operating system. It's our five step process on how we deliver fractional COO services. And we, we geek out about that all the time on sharing that with companies that this is exactly how we're going to deliver serving your company. Love it. And, and so we, we have to run our company on the same Thrive Op Cycle. So we're we're focusing on strategy and clarifying uh, running our company 90 days at a time. Right. That's our promise to the client is that we will help run your company 90 days at a time. So we Love it. are running our company the same way. We're, we're coming up with our OKRs. We're sharing that with our team uh, at every team meeting, giving them an update of whether or not we're on track or off track sure. and how, how, how well we're, we're progressing in, in those obstacles. So we have to swallow our own medicine and run our business with the same business operating system that right. we're asking our clients to. I love it. And, and that is so powerful. And that's honestly how you're able to refine your systems, right? Is by trying to implement them yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because I've had great ideas that didn't work. Right. And right. so. I, Wait, you have? It's, it's, yeah, absolutely. You know, and so what I've had to do is like we've, we've modeled, like, here's how we're going to deliver this for clients. And then we try to operate you know, and sell it as that. Right. Because we all, you know, totally. uh, try to you know, punch up. Right. And totally. uh, but uh, at, at the end of the day, you know, there have been many times that we put processes in place and said, you know what, I think I think this is a better way to serve the client because here's here, that was a good idea. But here's the idea that actually executes totally and being willing to pivot with that and we should always be experimenting on our own companies what we're asking our clients to receive from us totally totally i agree and when you're not you just don't know whether they work or not which is a horrible thing to be in as well so you know it's right. crazy and you have to have confidence right you have to have confidence um you know we're we're not just selling um this concept right we're we're, we're 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 providing a service that we actually have confidence in because we've delivered it before now and we're practicing it in our company right and now you you know as we talk about the fractional model in and of itself you know there's a lot of things to consider we have so many different ways to service people professional services businesses are they can be hard because oftentimes you're you know it's a service that you can't see the widget that you just delivered to them sometimes as obviously as a product-based businesses who's selling them a product and they, they either get the delivery or they don't. Right. But mm -hmm. on a professional services level, how do you, you know, what were the big surprises that you hit as you were trying to hit your growth stride and, and move beyond Bill being the top salesman and Bill being the best uh, deliverer of fractional operational services? Yeah, well, first, I think it did start with vision that I, you know, I, at, at the beginning, there was like, hey, I just had this idea. And this is something that you know, that I could provide. I, I see an opportunity in the marketplace. Let me execute. Right. And then as, as my vision expanded, I would say vision changes when you see things different. Sure. Right. So, you know, you, you, like I have a vision to climb the mountain, but when I get to the mountain and I actually see the, the, the vision of, of what is out there that I couldn't see from the bottom. Right. Now I see things differently, right? And so we want to see things differently. So I did as well. I was like, you know, I really see a firm model here. I, 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 how do we productize our service and, and being able to train other fractional COOs to deliver this? And so the first thing is I started with a, a greater vision. And then it was trusting others. And I'm real proud to say that though I 
founded the company. You know, today uh, I have a business partner. Her name's Kai Bailey, awesome. and we work together. Awesome. She came on an engagement because I was in a season where I was able to outsell what I could deliver by myself. <laughs> I needed I needed support. Now, now, don't hear me. I've been in both places, right? right? right I've been right. where I, it's the other way. Uh, but that was the season that she and I became uh, connected in. She had her own business, and we realized, you know, we're really trying to do the same thing. We really discovered right. that together we are, the, we are the definition of synergy. And and so now all of a sudden it's like, hey, the concept works. And then, you know, you bring on somebody else and you're like, now, so the first thing was who else can deliver this service besides Interesting. Me? Yeah. Right? That was the beginning for, for scalability for me is who else can deliver. Now, yeah, then we got to the place who can sell this right. service besides right. me. Right. Both of those allowed us to be able to get to a place where, you know, we begin to see growth. Love it. Ah, fascinating. This is such a fun conversation and I, I love what you're doing. Um, for many people listening, if this is you, let us know in the comments. I, I know that Bill and I would both love to be able to see who is struggling with this transition of getting beyond yourself in your growth stage, because this is these are the gold nuggets you need to hear. These are the things that are going to help you more than almost anything else in developing new product and, and all the other customer service aspects of your business, knowing how to grow beyond you is going to be the answer to all of your problems of growth. Would you agree with that, Bill? Oh yeah, I, I, absolutely. And, you know, again, you know, we, we, we've all, you know, I'm a vicious reader and, you know, we've all, we've all read the good right. books that are out there. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 it's not how, but it's who, right. And, and you know, you know, making sure that we're we're asking who should be doing totally. this besides me, and as, as you're scaling and you're you know you're 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 moving from the quadrant of being self-employed totally. to really being a business owner, you you actually have to get out of the way. Love of it, business. love it, love it. Well, I love I love this conversation, and Bill, I need to know before I let you go. Who is it in your world that's been kind of an Im a big impact on the way you've been able to grow and scale a business? We we love to get a shout out. Is there someone that you've been able to lean on or an example that you've that has been there in your corner to help you get to where you're at now? Well, well certainly, because yeah, I think there's there's certainly a lot of kind of mentors from you know my past, and you know, and, and I think books are great right. mentors and the people out there. Uh, but you know, for me, honestly, uh, I spent a lot of my adult life you know, kind of being a personality who's, you know, just kind of isolated. And I, my best friend is named Rick Stroud. I call him, you know, reach out. He owns a, a, a local real estate brokerage is just outstanding and growing. We met probably about 10 Love years it. ago. And I'll, I'll be out every time I, you know, I actually told you all the things that uh, as, as excited as I can get, also the doubts that have crept into my mind right, from time right, to time. Right. He has been the person, he has been the person who said, well, why wouldn't you do that? How couldn't you? you know? And so when I even when I made the transition in this business to do some of the ways that we're we're delivering now, you know, he was just one of the people there that, you know, inspiration, encouragement, accountability. I put all three of those things, uh, you know, even today, you know, where, you know, when we when I have doubts and we sure. all have doubts, it's, it's not, you know, you can't. Being an entrepreneur, being a business owner is a journey of faith. And, that, and, that, and that's not really just a spiritual ex yeah. experience. But like the moment you say, I believe I can, that's his faith. And then you start the business. You're like, oh, my gosh, I hope I'm right. <laughs> you know, yes. doubt, cre 
creeps in. So you can't have faith. You can't have faith without doubt. And Rick's been one of those people who has pushed me to operate in my faith, even when I've had doubts. And and how many business owners do you work with that don't have doubts? I've yet to meet one. I agree with you. I agree with you. Even the people you think that are the most successful have huge doubts about what they're doing and is this going to keep working? You know what I mean? So so if that's you, listen up. This is a great conversation to have. For those of you needing operational help, I can't recommend enough. You talk to Bill. Uh, He clearly knows what he's doing. He's, He's putting into practice what he's doing. And, and I know that most of you out there need help operationally. So get on a call, talk to Bill, see what, see what he can do to help you. And, and if Bill and you don't work out, find somebody, get, get a peer group, get something in your, in your life. That's going to help you see that you are the bottleneck that you need to put systems in play, read the books we've talked about, do something, but please, please don't hesitate to reach out to Bill, find out what he, what can he can do to help you. And if you're not operationally sound or you know there's something missing, let somebody come in and point it out to you and then come up with a plan to help you execute. So, Bill, thank you so much for being on today. I loved the conversation. Hey, thanks for taking the time to enjoy this interview. I loved this talk with Bill and I loved our post-interview call. If you need operations help, you should know where to go right now. And if you don't know whether you do or don't, you should reach out anyway because chances are, you have operations problems. This is one of the most common problems of all small businesses. And the reason that they don't grow is they don't have good operational protocol in place. So give Bill a call, find out what he can do to help you. And for those of you that don't wanna call Bill or don't have the resource to talk to about operational problems, you need to be part of a community. You need to be talking with other CEOs, other founders of businesses, who are in the same boat you're in, trying to grow and scale their business. I have found nobody better than an active CEO to catch up with and talk about my operational problems and my systems that I'm trying to incorporate in my business. I love talking to other founders. They think differently, they put operations in play that can help you, and I can't tell you the best place to go to find these relationships is the Captain's Council check out captainscouncil.com because that is where you're going to find a community of other CEOs, other founders, and other people who are are in that growth and scaling mode of their business who just need to talk to other people. Put together, imagine the perfect board of advisors who are all active CEOs. How much would you pay for that? Well, you'll be shocked at how little it costs to join Captain's Council. Check it out today at captainscouncil.com. We'll see you there.